We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD. You got to follow me on Twitter. And it's Wednesday, Wednesday, November 23rd. It's Thanksgiving Eve. And I'll probably talk about the uh, the Thanksgiving slate tomorrow, three-game slate for NFL or anything else that you want. It's kind of whatever Wednesday. Whatever you want Wednesday. A lot of W's here. A lot of W's in the chat, like Wataz. Wataz, Suki Singh, good morning. Adam Meisen, hello. Bart B, good morning. Kickstart, GM, GM. Matt Mears, morning. Defic, morning. Devin's in the chat. Good morning. I feel much better than yesterday. But uh, we don't got that much to talk about unless you have stuff. Unless say you have stuff to bring up, uh, the World World Cup, right? That's how Japan just won. They beat Germany two to one. Uh, still got to uh, take care of lineups there. Spain had a had a weird lineup that we didn't expect, and that's why you got to swap people out throughout the course of the day. And that's we have uh, projections here at Roto Grinders. If you want to play World Cup, if you, it, I would suggest getting the combo premium package, so you you have you know projections and content for like every sport. But we have also have a World Cup package. I think it's twenty five bucks for the for the entire World Cup, twenty four ninety five or something something like that. So sign up for that. Get the projections. Uh, Sean and Alex are always updating that every time we get the new starting elevens for the next game and the night before. They come out with a thirty minute show. 
talking about the slate at hand. So join me. Join me in the soccer lobby. DraftKings, 20K to first GPPs. So decent prize pools. Dave Clark's in the chat. Good morning. Good morning. Hit the thumbs up button. That's the first thing that you should do in the morning. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I got I got roped into I I, I got to go to my my mother in laws. I almost got out of it because of because of car trouble. Almost got out of it. We got an issue with the car. Had to take it in, and now now it was supposed to be someone picked picked us up or whatever. And I didn't want to stay over over there, so it's like oh you could stay home. But now now they're fixing the car, and my wife's getting a rental car. So we, I gotta go. I gotta go tomorrow. So. I won't be here tomorrow. There's no pregame show tomorrow. It's gobble, gobble time. Go eat your turkey. Go watch uh, NFL football throughout the course of the day. We got some good games. The first game is probably going to be the most owned game, the Buffalo-Detroit game. But we could talk a little bit about that. Zach Kinkella, would you love some soccer GPP strategy talk? Yeah, it's up to the YouTube chat. It's up to the YouTube chat. Typically, the main thing in soccer is is to determine which types of players are are ceiling players and which type of players are floor players, right? The guys that take set pieces, the attacking fullbacks, the guys that cross the ball a lot, those are more cash type players. Now if they're if they have good goal scoring odds, if they're if they're attackers, I mean they could also score a goal also, but the center forwards are typically, you know, very goal dependent. They don't touch the ball as often. When they take, they may take three or four shots, and maybe they score all of them, and then you get a forty-point game or something. Okay, uh, understand in soccer that the teams that are more favored are more likely to get more possession. Okay, so you're typically the chalk, the chalk on a soccer slate are going to be the heavier favorite attacking players, wide players on DraftKings. This is for DraftKings because FanDuel doesn't credit shots and it doesn't credit crosses. You need a shot on goal for to get credit, or you need a goal. FanDuel is much more goal-oriented, and it's much more defensively oriented for the, the defenders. You want guys that get clearances and tackles. The DraftKings doesn't award, award clearances and deflections and stuff like that. So it's two completely different games. So typically, outside of probably not playing an attacker against your goalkeeper, you could kind of do whatever you want. It's not like the type of thing where, oh, I need to stack people up. But... You probably are looking for like goal assist type combos in soccer. So like on today's slate, uh, for like for like GPP, like some of the best plays on the slate were like David Raum, right? Take about half the set pieces for uh, for for Germany. So he's a he's a good core piece. Same for like Jordi Alba. He should take about half the set pieces for Spain. Just understand the way. I mean, I'm going through the slate. And I mean that Spain's playing now. Knowing how the teams play also also was beneficial. Like Germany and Belgium are much more DFS friendly than Spain, even though Spain is like a minus 700 favorite today. Okay, Spain is a very heavy possession-based team with shorter players, and they don't cross the ball that much. They play a lot around the edge of the box. A lot of passes, a lot of uh, through, but they, they take their time. They try to get like the perfect shot on goal. So a lot of times, they're for, for DFS purposes, they're not really doing much. You get a lot of uh, accurate passes. Right, .02s, you get a lot of those. They pass the ball around a lot. They'll have like 75% possession, but they may only take eight shots the entire game, right? So you have to see how they play. Germany, on the other hand, is much more likely to cross the ball, much more likely to, to take shots when they're advantageous, much more fantasy-friendly, and same for Belgium. 
right? And Belgium's main playmaker is Kevin De Bruyne. So, like, he's going to be overall dead balls and everything. So, like, for cash games and GPPs, he is the highest floor and the highest ceiling. So you're kind of trying to mix in GPP a mix of, like, the high floor, high ceiling players with, like, the guys that could, could score goals. And if you could find cheap goals, that's typically the way to win GPPs. You win GPPs with cheap goals or, like, braces and hat tricks, right? Forwards that score multiple goals. Okay, so when you when you build lineups, you kind of like, okay, if I'm going to play David Rom, right, and he gets an assist, who is it going to go to, right? Probably so, someone someone uh, on Germany in the forward slot, right? Nabry, Muller, uh, Havertz, who's only midfield eligible, actually, on this slate. So, like, if you paired, like, Rom and Nabry together, right, do something like this. And then it's like, okay, well, you could also, you know, take the the big, big favorite in, uh, in, in uh, the Spain game and take Alba for half the set pieces there. You're paying up twice at defender for, for nice high, high, high floors and high ceilings. And maybe you pair, maybe pair him with, uh, with like Ferran Torres or something like that. Play like you played De Bruyne in the lineup also for the high floor and the high ceiling, right? This would be very chalky. This would be a very, like a small field chalky type of lineup, but you look like this, you know, 42, 67. So you're like, okay, well, uh, if you're not playing anyone else on Belgium, like De Bruyne can get there, even, you know, could get 20 points without a goal or an assist. So maybe you could still, you could play uh, Milan Bourgeon, like the Canadian goalkeeper against him. But I wouldn't play any more Belgian players because you bet when you're playing the goalkeeper, you want a lot of saves and a clean sheet, right? So De Bruyne gets a ton of crosses. They can't get the ball in the back of the net, something like that, right? So you're thinking in terms of this, you have 43.50 left. So maybe you play... You play, you know, Pedri on Spain. He's a cheap $4,300 guy. And you have $4,400 left. You got Aspilicueta on the other side, right? The other the other fullback. So this would kind of be a GPP. A GP, it'd be a chalky GPP lineup, but it would be a GPP style lineup. Now, if you want to get more contrarian, you'd play more of the underdogs. You'd play someone like Jonathan David for Canada in the forward spot. For, for the underdogs, remember, the underdogs are going to, hold possession less. Okay. So the most valuable players for the, for un, teams that are not going to be more counterattacking would be obviously number one would be their set piece takers. So whenever they get a dead ball, you're going to get a cross, you're going to get a shot, you're going to get a shot assisted. You're going to, you're going to rack up some points, but then you're probably primarily playing the forwards, the guys, the defensive midfielders for big underdogs have very, very low. They have low floors and low ceilings. So if you wanted to, if you're like, okay, I'm going to play contrarian and not play De Bruyne, right? I may play, you know, Jonathan David for Canada. I may play two Canadian players, play Eustachio or something like that. Like that would be a GPP lineup. Or what you could also do is kind of play for the, for the three to two type of game where you're not, basically you're not taking any defenders from a team. Let's say you wanted to stack up like the Belgian Canada game and you're like, okay, I want to play Hazard. I want to play De Bruyne. I want to play Batshuayi, right? You kind of like stack the whole thing, the stack all the three attackers there. Then you play like David on the other side. So you want Canada to score, right? But you don't have to worry about the clean sheet or anything. So you play them, maybe play Taj Buchanan. You're playing like five guys from the game. You want it to be back and forth. You want Canada to score first and then Belgium to score. And then Canada's, you know, like a much more open game. And then defenders, then maybe you take a defensive stack of the other game, right? So you, maybe you take a, you have 6,400 left. I mean, you'll have plenty of money, 
right? You could do something like uh, like Simone and uh, and Alba, right? You could even play David Rom in this lineup also, right? You'll have money left over, right? You have 1,900 left over. Do you have to do this? No. You could play Eustachio there. You could not play Batshuayi. You could just play the two Belgian attackers. I mean, you could do something like that. But typically in those types of games, you're probably not taking defenders that are more reliant on clean sheets to, to, to get to get points. That would be a more, more of a GPP strategy, but it's kind of a mix. Just like in any other sport, it's not a matter of here are the cash plays, here are the GPP plays. You have to do an 8v8. It's like the, the players that are good for cash games are also good for GPPs, but some have higher ceilings than others. Typically in cash games, you, you don't want to necessarily have to rely on like goal-dependent type players. Like Mishy Batshuayi today, He's he's underpriced though, so I can understand playing him. Like his his projection is twelve. It's like he he's a center forward. He's not going to do anything else other than like be on the end of a cross or on the end of a pass. Like he doesn't get to twelve points without a goal or an assist. Like he's not going to take that many shots. So most of the time he scores like four or he scores like eighteen, something like that. While someone like like Kevin De Bruyne at ninety five hundred. He could go to 18.75, this median value, like just on ever on just on peripherals. Now, if he gets on the score sheet, now, now, now you're gonna need him. Now he's got now he has 30 points. He has the goal on top of that. Right. That's why he's probably the most valuable player on the slate coming up. So that that's more of a you know, thinking GPPs. And if you want to get for large field contrarian, play more of the underdogs, right? You play Japan, you play man, Costa Rica is a very big underdog. And they're barely going to have possession. But if you wanted to play a Costa Rican player, you'd play their forward. You'd play someone that on a counterattack, that they don't have to touch the ball. It's similar to playing in NFL, like a receiver that may only get two or three targets, but they're like way down the field. Deshaun Jackson, you know, that type of guy. It's a little bit on soccer. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to Blaine Mundell. Uh, which quarterback is most likely to be better dollar for dollar value? Well, I mean, the, the best thing to do would be to look at the projections. Okay. If you don't have projections, you should sign up the Roto Grinders. Get our NFL projections. It's not that hard, right? You all you have to do is sort by by the RGV column, point per dollar column or whatever, and go, oh, okay, Josh Allen is by far. He's, he projects 10 points higher than like any other quarterback. You should have known that already. I mean, the Buffalo has a 32 total. On, the, on a three-game slate, the, the total on the game is 54 and a half. These other two games, 45 and a half and 42 and a half. So, yes, it's Joss Allen. But you should, uh, uh, you should, uh, we got an Olmo goal. We got an Olmo goal. I have him in two lineups or whatever. He's going to get subbed out in 60 minutes. So, like, don't worry about it. Maybe, maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't score two. Uh, so yeah, so sign up for sign up for Roto Grinders. Get the projections. Click on the link in the description. Get uh, get ten ten dollars off your first month. You'll get all that information. You don't even have to bother asking. Bart B says these short NFL slates have been problematic for me. I need help, Blender. Okay, well it depends on what format contest you're playing. Okay, for these short slates, especially. I mean, it it, it matters on the regular slates also. If you're playing cash games, just play the best optimal median lineup. I mean, don't worry about it. Uh, if you're playing GPPs, typically, I'm going to say typically, overstacking is 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 not owned as much as it should be. Okay, so if you're looking to take down first place, 
by yourself without duplication, as much duplication, be more inclined to overstack a game because less people do it. And you may leave money on the table. You may leave 2,500 on the table by doing so. So if we take a look at this Buffalo game, it's going to be the most popular game. A lot of people, what they're going to do is they're going to play Allen, right? They're going to do something like this. They're going to play, they're going to treat it like a like a main slate, right? They're going to play Allen, Diggs, Knox, then Amon Ross St. Brown or something like that, right? They're going to piece it together like it's like it's a main 10-game, 12-game type of classic slate, right? They're going to go, okay, I got my three plus one. I got a stack and a run back. And then they're going to look at, 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 at running back. They're going to go, okay, I'm going to play Stevenson and Barkley. Doesn't give me, it doesn't give me much. I don't know if you could fit Barkley in a lineup with Diggs. So maybe you don't play Barkley. So you got Stevenson in there. Maybe you play, you play Pollard instead or say, or Cook, right? So you play Pollard there. Maybe uh, you find a cheap wide receiver, right? You look down, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton's 5K, Richie James, Right, because we don't know what the hell's going on with the Giants. So maybe you play Richie James here. You look at the defense. Maybe you, you, you correlate and you play the Cowboy. You play the Cowboys or the, the Patriots. Right? You have 4,500 left. I don't know what you get for 4,500. Something like this. This is what people are going to do. They're going to try to mix and match a lot. They're going to go, okay, I got a stack and a run back. I got, you know, something like that. And then they're going to try to find the pieces in the other games and stuff like that. A lot of lineups are going to look like that. Now, if you leave some money on the table, I'm not saying you can't play those types of lineups. What less people do is overstack because your opportunity cost on this slate is much lower. There aren't that many options. When you play like six guys from a game on a 12-game slate, it's hard for all of them to get there because unless the game goes like 54 to 42 or something... Most likely, when one guy gets a touchdown, the other guy doesn't get a touchdown, right? There's a lot of mouths to feed. But that's on a slate, on a 12-game slate, where there's opportunity cost. There's Why take six guys from one game when there's 11 other games? There are people that are going to get 30 points from another game, 20 points from another game. Why lock in maybe uh, 14 points from this guy when you could find someone that isn't negatively correlated to the rest of your lineup? The thing is, is that on a three-game slate, your opportunity cost is much lower. You get 16 points out of a wide receiver at 6K or something. That may still be the fourth highest scoring receiver on the slate. I mean, it still still could be. So less people overstack. So like if you were to overstack the Buffalo game, which will be the most uh, popular game, you could do something like, I mean, you could literally do Diggs, Davis. I mean, you could literally do this. Diggs, Davis, Knox. And Singletary, like really like overstack it, right? So you're taking like one, two, three, four, five. And on the other side of the ball, maybe you take, uh, let's see. Jamal, Jamal Williams isn't horrible, right? But maybe then you take Amon Ra on the other side. I mean, you're going to run out of, you're going to run out of a little bit of money. Take Amon Ra on the other side. Maybe you take Khalif Raymond also, put him in the flex. Right, so you're overstacking the game, and then let's see what's the cheapest defense. I mean, you could even play the defense against the stack if you wanted to. So you have the Vikings, the Lions, the Giants. Maybe play the Giants defense, and you got 6,400 at running back. 
Oh, yeah, and, and here you go. And you got Ramondre Stevenson right there. Right? So here you go. Something like this. Like, less people would be playing these types of lineups. Like, this I consider to be a good GPP lineup. Yeah, if Buffalo, you're going to just capture essentially like most of the Buffalo offense. And you're going to capture a lot of the, the, the passing offense for the Lions. And if that game goes 35 to 24, and these other two games, let's say Dallas, you know, it's it, Dallas Giants is 17-14 and Minnesota New England is 20 to 3 or something. Like this wins, right? There's not like nine other games that could go off. It's like, get the one game that goes off. Now, obviously the Buffalo-Detroit game will be the most popular game to overstack like this, but let's say you you do it for another game. Let's say you do it for, uh, you know, Dallas Dallas uh, Giants. Maybe you play Barkley here, and maybe you play, you play Barkley, Pollard. You can play both of the running backs, right? Maybe you play, uh, maybe you play Daniel Jones. Play Daniel Jones, you play, uh, I mean, you could even play Prescott. Probably play Prescott, Pollard, play Schultz, you play Lamb, right? And then we have to take a Giants receiver. Maybe you take Slayton for some upside. Something like this. You got one, two, three, four. Maybe even play Noah, maybe even play Noah Brown in this lineup, right? Or something like that. Maybe Gallup. Oh, Gallup's only only forty six hundred. Okay, you do something like this. And then you got you got defense. Let's see what can we fill it with. And you play the Lions defense against Buffalo because people are playing Buffalo. And you got sixty six hundred left. Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson fits right in that spot. There you go. Overstacking the game. How many pieces? I mean, it's up to you. Try to do more than four, five, six. Seven even set four and a four, four on one side, three on the other. That's these are all viable. So let's say you were to do that for the New England Minnesota game, right? So you come in here, you go, okay, I'm going to play uh, Kirk Cousins at 5600. I'm going to play Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, I could just let me highlight this. Play Ramondre. Maybe you play Justin Jefferson. You play Adam Thielen. Right, maybe you even play. You even play. Let's see, forty-nine. Do we have Hawkinson? Where's Hawkinson? Hawkinson. You played Jacoby Myers on top of that, right? Forty-nine, thirty-three. Maybe in this lineup you play. You play. Uh, you would play someone like. I mean, because you can't pay it for Barkley, so maybe maybe you are playing Pollard in this lineup. Right, just try to fill it out, right? Because you're stacking Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen, Hawkinson, the entire passing game for the for the Vikings, on top of Stevenson and Myers, and then you find the defense because you can play Lions in this list one, and you have 6100 left. And they, I mean, you could play Jamal Williams or something there. I believe Jamal Williams is, is cheap enough, right? I think, yeah, 5900, perfectly correlates with the Lions defense. There you go overstacking now obviously if the new england minnesota game is like 17 to 6 and the buffalo game is like a million to a million you lose like this is going to come in like like last place but let's say the buffalo detroit game goes under and the new england minnesota game actually shoots out to to a decent extent in comparison to the other two games 
well, this is the type of lineup that could win a GPP. And the construction is less owned than it should be. Those types of constructions are optimal more often than what the field is going to do because the field is more likely to try to get bits and pieces of other games. They're going to st- they'll, they'll probably stack quarterback plus two pass catchers and then have a run back or something like that. And also, you you can even not stack the game and just stack the team. So maybe there's going to be a lot of lineups, even with Buffalo. Like, let's say we play Buffalo. We go Josh Allen, and we just stack the, sh- we stack the crap at him. Right? We play Stingletary, play everyone. Play the top two wide receivers, Diggs, Davis, Knox. But let's say that they just completely obliterate the, the Lions. They win 38 to 3. Well, a lot of these lineups may even have like Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown with like eight points, right? Or Khalif Raymond with three points. Maybe the Lions don't even do anything. So you could take this and you could even play the defense on top of it, right? So you're playing the entire stack and the defense. This could be fine. And then you then you take from the other games, right? So we could even press the optimize button, right? This has St. Brown in it, but let's say we don't play St. Brown. Let's say we play, I don't know, who's left out here? The wide receiver spot, I mean, we could play CeeDee Lamb. We could play Jacoby Myers. Like, if we play Lamb here, 2,600, we don't have much money left. So you play Steven, maybe you play Stevenson and Myers, you play New England. 4,600 left. Maybe you play double tight, you know, you play Schultz in the tight end spot or something, and they're there. That's, that's a valid lineup also. Don't be afraid to leave some money on the table. Would I leave 5000 on the table? Not necessarily. But you could. On these slates, you can. You have to come in with a little bit more of a showdown mindset. And this is for GPPs. When it comes to cash games, I mean, look, I'm just going to press the button. Just play the just play the top optimal lineup or some something close to it. Dave Clark says, I imagine most will be stacking the Buffalo-Detroit game. Of course. And then if it busts, you'll know exactly what to do later. I mean, it's the first game of the slate. If you're playing multiple lineups, let's say you're playing multiple lineups, or you're just playing one, you could. Let's say you want to get off and you don't want to stack the Buffalo-Detroit game, but maybe one of the players in that game, one, you need to have. Right? One guy has two touchdowns in 100 yards or something. But that's the only one. Like you rather stack the other two games. And then have one guy from Buffalo or Detroit. Well, what you could do is just like, okay, I'm going to build a lineup that just has digs in it. And then get rid of all the other Buffalo players. I'm going to build a lineup with just Davis in it, with just Singletary, with just Amon Ra. Right? You could even do that. You could even do that in lineup HQ. I could I could X out that game. Right? If I just build lineups without that game at all, I'm going to get like Dallas. Green, I'm going to get a lot of Dallas Giants. I've got a Dallas Giants stack with Hodgins in there. But let's say it's like, okay, what happens if Gabe Davis is the one to go off? So I go into the excluded. And I bring Gabe Davis back. Right? So I lock him in. And I go, okay, what does that lineup look like now? Okay, so you have Gabe Davis. And then you still have Prescott, Lamb, Schultz. You have Barkley, Myers, Hawkinson, Vikings defense or something like that. And then if without Davis, you exclude Davis again, 
And you go, well, what happened if I just take Singletary or just take Knox? I just have Knox in my lineup, right? I just play Knox in that game. And then I stack something in the other games, right? What would that look like? Uh, we've got a little, you know, you can't play nine players or you can't play 10 players or reloaded. So do something like that. Understand that you're more likely to cash playing the onesie twosie method, right? Playing a three plus one and then filling out your lineup with the best projected values. You're more likely to min cash up, oh, but you're sacrificing min cash equity for winning equity, for first place equity. Do we get another goal in the Spain game? Do we get another goal? Asensio? Did Asensio get a goal? I got I got some, uh, I have neither of them in my cash lineup. Let me check. Let me check how it's going. Oh, I got one. I got one lineup up there. Oh, I got a really good lineup. Nabry, Omo, Asensio, Ram, Aspilicueta. Okay, that could that could work out. Okay. Just just checking to see. Okay, Alba has an assist. Okay, okay. We're 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 doing good. We're doing good in soccer. Of course, the the, the team that uh that doesn't do much, that just possesses the ball a lot, already has two goals. I mean they, they were projected to score like two and a half goals. So it's not a big deal. Just that they don't they don't really rack up like peripheral points. You're not going to see people with like 12 crosses and stuff like that. But yes, if you're looking to win, especially the largest field GPPs, what you want to do is do the thing that is less probable, but still more likely than what the field is going to do. That's the fundamental concept of DFS. I mean, that is what I talk about in the theory of daily fantasy sports. 15-hour audio DFS masterclass at theoryofdfs.com. I also have the, the advanced course that comes with custom Excel tools. The fundamental core of DFS, the fundamental core of all gambling profitably is to get better odds on something happening than it's true odds. A six-sided die, if you could get 10 to 1 to guess a six-sided die roll, you're profiting, no matter what you choose on the die. So it's very similar in, in DFS, where... The most probable lineup, right, is the median lineup, 142.66. Like, this would be a 50th percentile outcome. You're most likely to get around this amount of points with this lineup. But it's also, like, owned by, like, so many people. Like, all the ownership is very high. So it's very hard to win first place with it. What you want to do is you play lower-owned players that are less projected. They're, they're worse plays. But should X player be 8% owned or should he be 16% owned? If he should be 16 and you're getting him at eight, that means that's plus EV, positive expected value. So the same can be said with lineup constructions. You're going to see a lot more lineups in the, the contest that you play, the GPPs that you play, that do a three plus one type of lineup that take players from all three games that play. Don't play the defense against their offense that don't play two dude. If you want to play Damian Harris and Stevenson together on a three game slate, go for it. Why not? Why wouldn't you do it on a 12 game slate? Because the opportunity cost is much higher. Cause there's like, there's 20 other running backs for that same price 
that don't vulture touchdowns from each other. But there's only a three-game slate. Dude, if both your running backs get a touchdown, that's probably fine. Right? Ramondre Stevenson gets uh, a ton of passing yards and catches, and he has 18 points. And Damian Harris has two touchdowns on the goal line. Maybe that's fine for their prices. Now on a 12-game slate, you may have another running back that puts up 30 in some other game. And another running back that puts up 24 in some other game. Here, there aren't that many games going on. So you don't need you don't need the highest pie. You don't need you don't need to have all flames in your lineup. There's only three games going on. So that's why I would suggest, based on previous trends of what I've seen on these short slates, is to overstack. It's less probable because you need the team to like really go off, but less people do those lineups. You know, people will build a lineup with uh, Allen Diggs Knox. And then Gabe Davis has a touchdown and Isaiah McKenzie has a touchdown. And you'd be like, well, I've got, I got Buffalo. Or like, you know, they'll have, they'll have Amon Ra and Khalif Raymond will have a 60-yard touchdown. They'd be like, I didn't have the right pieces together. It's like, well, what happens if you just took them all? What happens if you just took them all? And if the game goes over 54 and a half, you probably got a lot of points. You probably do. And if that game disappoints and you overstack the other game, and that game put it goes 28 to 21 even. It's a che- it's probably cheaper. Diggs has a snowflake. Allen has a snowflake. And then you win that way. So for GPPs, I would focus more on games. Overstacking teams, overstacking games. And we get another, we get another uh goal. Another goal for Spain. It's a... Uh, it's uh, I believe I believe it's a penalty penalty goal from Ferran Torres. If you st- if you stacked uh, if you stacked uh, Spain, you're you're doing pretty you're doing pretty good, right? I don't know. Ferran Torres has yeah, they all have around 14, 14, something like that. I didn't I don't I don't have these guys in cash. Well, I got Alba in cash. Okay, okay, that's not that's not bad. I mean, we're already what 30 32 minutes in. Soccer, you gotta play it. It's good sweat. It's a very good sweat. Sloaner 1014, longtime listener. I started downloading DK double up CSVs and creating a database of usernames that have predictably bad cash lineups and then target them in head to heads. Has been quite profitable so far. That's that's a that's a good thing to do. You have to you have to hope that they also play head to heads. I mean, a lot of people that you may see in double ups. You're not going to see in the head-to-head lobby, but if you, I mean, I think that's great. It's it's not something that I've done, but I think it, especially if you have a smaller bankroll, you're looking to build it. You want to find the highest EV, plot, uh, you know, situations you can. So I think that I think that's very smart, Sloaner. I give I give you I give you a thumbs up for that. Everyone hit the thumbs up button for that. What I do is I just play everyone in the lobby and then I check my rotor tracker and see my head-to-head results. You know, and go, okay, this probably don't play that guy, right? We're kind of trading right there. And this person's like, okay, I'm going to take all of their head-to-heads. But you have to develop more of a sample size for that. But yes, but that that that, that is very smart to do. Go through the double-ups and go, who's also in the head-to-head lobby? Because then you don't have to play them. Then you don't, you're like, okay, I don't have to, I don't have to play them in head-to-heads to figure out if they're good or not, or if they're, you know, better or worse. I don't think anyone is that, that bad. 
but maybe you can find some bad ones. I don't know. Sloaner giving out the secrets. He's giving out the secrets. Okay. I think we're good. I think we're good for today. Nice little short show. Nice little short show talking about the Thanksgiving slate. Uh, I'm not sure, Devin. Are, are we? Are we? Are we having a Thanksgiving? Are we having Thanksgiving shows and content? Come on. Yeah, we have a uh, pre-lock show that'll be before the first of the three games, and we'll also have some premium videos for premium subscribers. We'll have a couple of uh, monkey knife fights, some parlay IQ videos, stuff like that. Okay, so so so, who 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 are the suckers that have to? Do a pre-lock show on Thanksgiving. Uh, my, I, I I say that because I used to be the sucker. Well, you're 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 talking to one of them, unfortunately. Uh, but Andre and TJ will be on there tomorrow for the okay. pre-lock show. So, right, right. I had to take off because I didn't know if my wife wanted me to go to Thanksgiving. I this whole thing, Devin. I almost got out of it. Our, I just car broke mm, down. Couldn't do that like, morning well, NFL show. <laughs> right. Right. I would have done no. I would have done the NFL show had, had had that happened. No, the car broke down, and the thing is, is that that our niece was gonna pick like us up, but then we'd have to stay over like her mother in laws, and I like I don't like even I don't like sleeping in other people's places. So it's like so. My wife was like, "I'm not gonna make you stay over. You can just stay home for Thanksgiving. She'll pick me up and drive me home on Friday, and then uh, then the the the, the 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 auto place was came back with like a quote and said." This includes like a rental car with your whatever the hell in it. Like what? And, and my wife, I'm getting a rental car for a week or whatever. So you know what that means? We have a car and we're driving and we don't have to stay over. It was the first time ever car dealership or car management had to be uh, the easiest it could have ever been. Right. So, yeah. so I'm I'm stuck. I'm stuck going. It's not. It's not horrible. It's just that uh, I I'd rather do nothing. I would be going to visit, but we have a, a new dog who's a bit of an anxious little bug. So we actually found out she's able to get out of the crate on her own little little Houdini. So so you're not uh, going because you're using the dog. Excuse well, we're going to take her to uh, the in-laws to visit, but I don't suspect that's going to last a long time. She barks at everybody. So, OK, so you're basically using the dog as a way. To <laughs> I, you know, I guess I am. But, you know, I, I don't want our dog to be barking at all the in-laws and they have some other animals of their own as well. So. Maybe they deserve to be barked at. Hey, you never know. We'll find out. They could just be, you know, kosher. I've got two cats as well and they're all sleeping in the other room. So you never know. Maybe maybe it'll bring be, them uh, too. Yeah, you'll, you'll be able to go home even earlier. It's like, well, we every an hour for every pet that we brought. I just pull into the driveway and there's cats and dogs just running everywhere. Sorry, guys, we're, we're going to have to leave. This isn't going to work right, out. Right, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> okay, so uh, so tomorrow it's uh, TJ and... TJ Luke. and Andre. Andre. Uh, and then uh, I think Chop and Squirrel actually just got done recording a premium video for the three gamer. So Okay, and then, then we'll have basically Friday is when like all of the Sunday content comes out at once. So you it's gonna you be a lovely, be loving, lovely Friday. Lovely that yeah. one day you have to do like everything all at once. It just basically what that means is I'm just gonna eat a lot on Thursday. So that Thursday night I just pass out. Then wake up early in the morning, probably and reset, ready, ready to go Friday. Ready to go Friday. And and then you we also end up this year with uh NFL main slates on Christmas Eve. Oh I <laughs> You thank you, see, you, thank you for that? breaking that ice to me. No, I was going to be doing the schedule later today. No, no, no. So I appreciate so, no, because, you. <laughs> uh, Christmas Eve is Saturday and Christmas Day is Sunday. So the NFL, what they're doing is that on Christmas Eve, there's like nine games and Christmas Day, there's four games oh, or something like that. You know, Christmas Day is very similar to Thanksgiving. And 
The Saturday slate is more like the Sunday slate, but that's Christmas Eve. So basically, Saturday morning is kind of like a normal Sunday morning, and Sunday will be like Thanksgiving. So I'm just going to let you know. might actually be all right. <laughs> that might actually right, be the better way But I'm just going to let you know, those uh, 1224, 1225, you're going to see that in Slack of uh, good luck with that. Yep. I've got my day laid out. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So give a thumbs up to, to Devin for, for, for hanging in there. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, good luck on Thanksgiving. Go pass out on the couch. Watch some football. And I'll be, I'll be back on Friday. No MMA this week, but we'll, we'll, it'll be a casual Friday. We'll talk about stuff. Probably the main NFL slate. And answer your DFS strategy questions like I normally do here. Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern, on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.